Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. No more open and honest. You answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Michael Dolan. How are you doing, Michael? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> Thank you. Nice to be here. And I appreciate uh, the invitation to be on the podcast. I am in Northern California, not too far from San Francisco. And I'm sitting on my patio uh, which is my favorite place to work. It's my third day on the patio this season. So I'm happy to be out here for most of, the, most of my days doing coaching work. I feel honored to be on the third time on your patio. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah Michael, it's lovely. Yeah, absolutely. So Michael helps busy, successful leaders unlock barriers to their leadership and productivity so they and their teams can get more of the right things done with less stress along the way. So I think your mission to helping uh, you get out of your own way and break the grip of those old patterns is just remarkable. Very thankful I can talk today, Michael. Yeah, yeah, it's the, that's... Uh... A good part of my work is, is the, the, in that intro, you talked about productivity. Mm. And that's actually how I got my start as a coach. I, I worked for a gentleman called David Allen, who had a popular book out called Getting Things Done. And so <laughs> a good part of my work is about that tactical, practical side of how do I, how do I uh, keep up with all of those responsibilities and projects and actions and delegations and things I care about without blowing a fuse along the way, because there's always more to do than time to do it in. So that's, that's one big aspect of my work. The other aspect is really um, being more of a kind of therapist coach, helping people understand uh, their own personality patterns, their own defensive mm -hmm. structures uh, and, mm -hmm getting more uh, able to catch themselves in the act as those reactive patterns are being engaged. Uh, yeah, but, but today I thought it would be fun to focus on the productivity side. Wonderful. Let's do that. So let's dive in. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Yeah. So regarding this, this side of my work, uh, my ideal client is, it's actually fairly broad uh, because Anyone who has more to do than time to do it in and feels either a sense of a bit of overwhelm about that or a sense of opportunity, like there's so much more meaningful focused work I could be doing, but I feel like I may not be focusing on what really matters amidst that, whole, that big mm. pile of too much to do. So. Yeah, that's a kind of summary of who I tend to work with when I'm doing work while coaching. Wonderful. And uh, assuming we're still all human, right? <laughs> yeah. What are common mistakes uh, your clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem? Yeah, well, um, I think it's a common human uh, 
strategy, a kind of unconscious inadvertent strategy that all human beings, I would say in my experience, all human beings who have, who are in this problem of way more to do than time to do it in, this unconscious inadvertent strategy is we end up leaving a whole lot of open loops mm. in our psyche. So we see an email and it mentions some request about some big project. And then we get interrupted by a colleague who needs to talk about something. And then, then our daughter calls us and has to deal with this. And after just 10 minutes, we've got five or 10 new open loops that we've, our, our, our psyche has had attention on and maybe has some interest or need to close a loop about, but we haven't. So our, our psyche gets filled up with mm. more and more of these, these unfinished, not just unfinished, but unclarified open loops. And that creates a lot of stress, mm. tons of stress. And, you know, for example, you know, we might have something on our mind like, yeah, summer's coming up and I've got to figure out what, what the camp schedule is for the kids. Mm. And that feels like big and daunting. And, or maybe a colleague uh, is kind of hammering us to come up with a new strategy for the company. Again, these two things are examples of open loops that aren't just simple little things mm. that, that combine those with usually at least a hundred other, other open loops we've got personally and professionally. And it can create a lot of stress and human beings tend to revert to their defensive uh, reactivity when they're under stress. Mm. So that's, well, the, that's the, yeah. the problem. I, I totally get it that uh, you can fall into that trap. So, you know, uh, that's why I always say kind of like you have to celebrate the endings. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a big part of this is recognizing yes. uh, what you have done. And, mm. and enjoying the fruits of focus. Mm. And closing yeah, the for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly, yes. Exactly. So before I ask Michael, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So. Michael, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will have that kind of issue? Well, you just said it a moment ago. Uh, though <laughs> I'm going to cheat a little bit because it's not one action. It's a set of behaviors. And it's a set of behaviors that are all kind of common sense. But when we put them all together in a holistic approach, um, it it resolves the issue of all these open loops. And that is become a loop closer. Mm. And by that, I don't mean get everything done. That's not what I mean. What I mean is don't leave anything in your head. So have a way to collect those thoughts, write them down somewhere you trust. At least that's the first step. Mm. And the, the other part of this is being a loop closer means when you have the time to look at all those things that have come in to your inbox or the things that you've, the notes you've written down, slow down just a little bit more than you typically do and force yourself to answer a few simple questions like, am I going to do something about this or not? Yes or no? 
And the key one is what, if you are going to do something, what's the next physical visible action? Mm. Now that, that sounds probably to many people like, Oh yeah, that's logical. That's, that's kind of common sense. But if you do that and apply that principle to everything you've got attention on and whatever lists you keep transform into clearly defined next physical visible actions, instead of like vague triggers, like, bank or vacation question mark mm -hmm. they become call the bank and ask about the transaction on the 14th that has a mistake or mm -hmm. call mom to ask what she wants to do for her birthday mm -hmm. then your lists get really clear you have a lot less resistance to doing these things you become more conscious of what you actually are going to do and not going to do mm -hmm. and so it's all about keeping it out of your head sooner rather than later, closing those loops by clearly defining what is my agreement about this thing. Mm -hmm. That at first is a non-normal, it's not a natural act. We have to kind of force ourselves to, what I find with my clients is it, it can feel a bit, a bit like being overly detailed at first. Like I'm being a bit, you know, we used to say anal retentive, I'm being a bit too detailed about this. And it, in, a, in a way, that's the secret is slow down, be detailed. It's quick. It doesn't take a long time to figure out the next action. But the gift of that is you're basically giving your later self the ability to just pull triggers of action instead of have all that stress about, oh, what am I going to do about that strategy? That's, mm -hmm. That feels huge. You know, or it's what am I going to do about of, the camp schedule? Sorry, yeah, go ahead. So no, no, sorry. I was just saying that it's kind of like, you know, don't be part of the problem. <laughs> Start being part of the solution and, and, and dive into that, acknowledge that. And I think being specific is, is a very good uh, insight here to do that. And, uh, you know, when, when you kind of like just have a, a block of, of things in your calendar, but being very specific what you're doing there you can just also get um, more into the well, out of your head and into kind of like the, the the action of doing that because you can imagine it in a in a way better. Is that fair to say? Exactly. Yeah. So for for example, with those two examples I I shared about the camp schedule for summer and the new strategy, in, instead of what most people have on their list is like figure out the strategy or figure out camp which is not really actionable. And when I see that, at least a part of me on my list is going to go, I don't even want to deal with that. I'm going to do something kind of latest and loudest and easier than that. So if, if we take the time to close the loop and then instead of uh, having the vague thing on our list, it says something like research camp options from last year and the new ones from this year to go through them with Jacob, my son, mm. or Regarding the strategy, if we go, mm, what is the next step? Oh, the very first thing I need to do is I need to arrange a meeting with that key business partner and actually review our current strategy and start outlining the gaps. Oh, okay. Suddenly I feel more relaxed. I feel like I can do that. Mm -hmm. And imagine that kind of feeling on everything that you've got, all of your agreements with yourself and everything in your list and your calendar. That's the shift that's possible. 
So don't eat the whole pizza at once. Exactly. <laughs> make, make smaller slices. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. That's it. Are, That's it. Wonderful. Thank you for these insights. And so um, I want to give you also the platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might help with that, but also in a broader sense. Yeah, well, they can check out my website, which is trulyproductive.com. Um, and a free resource, like a, a resource to learn more about this, I would recommend, recommend my old mentor's uh, book, which is called Getting Things Done. It's, it's translated into most languages out there uh, by an author named David Allen. Um, wonderful. It's a kind of, it's a, it's a, an approach to dealing with action as a human being that I think will always be the principles of it will always be true. Uh, and that's what all of this work is based on that I do. Uh, yeah. It's, it's highly recommended. So don't miss that one if you haven't mm -hmm. <laughs> get in touch with it. I, you, I, I always have lots of clients who say, yeah, I have, I, I have that book, but I haven't read it yet. Yes. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> also a classic. <laughs> yeah. And the, the interesting thing about that book is the original title that David was was assuming to use for that book before the publishers got their hand on it, hands on it, was something like Zen and the Art of Work. Mm. So it's not just about checking off boxes faster and, and treating yourself like a like a machine. It's actually much more about what's possible when we have the right relationship in ourselves to all of our agreements about action, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another proof he was way ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah, and it, it spawned, a, I think, a whole industry of, uh, of people helping with productivity in this new way. And I think it's part of the 90s when it, I think, when it was published. Yeah, 99 was its, or 99 yeah. or 2000. Yeah, and I actually yeah. met him. The reason I got turned on to that work was that I was, I was working in a large consumer products company and I needed help with that kind of stuff. And he was mm -hmm. doing a training inside this company and that's how we initially met. And I went through his coaching and, and then I became one of his coaches. So that's how I got started as a coach. And the rest is history, as you say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Michael, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? I would say, um, you know, a lot of people hearing what I just shared might say, well, that sounds good, but it sounds like you're going to end up defining tons and tons of actions if you do that on everything that you've got attention on. And so the other question that I think is really valuable is how do we make sure we're actually getting the right things done mm -hmm. and not just powering through a list of things that don't really matter? And the the summary to the answer of that question is really... Uh, doing applying the same principles that I discussed about getting down to the clarification of what is my agreement about this action or this project, applying those principles to the higher level agreements that we have with ourselves. For instance, what are all the ongoing activities or areas of focus that I agree that I'm ongoingly focusing on? Like, well, I got to develop new business. I've got to be keep myself developed as a coach. I've got to keep my relationships going well. And these are those relationships. Like that's an example of that level mm -hmm. all the way up to, you know, goals and vision and the ultimate agreement, which is 
usually could be summarized in a sentence, which is what's my purpose here? Mm. So in my work, when I work with folks, I don't start from purpose and go down because I found that we have to get control of all of the kind of detritus of life, all the details first, and then we actually will have the space to have meaningful conversations and discoveries about those higher level areas with ourselves because, because we actually feel a sense of agency that we can focus at, the, at those level, levels. So that's, that's what I'd say there. I had hoped you will end on that. <laughs> <laughs> Deeper meaning, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for sharing, um, Michael. So this brings me already to my final question, and it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? I love this question. Um, it, it brought me back to about a week ago. I, I do have two teenage kids. And I was on a road trip with uh, my two kids, seeing different college campuses, different universities uh, in California. And at the end of the trip, my 17-year-old my daughter, who the trip was really for, because her younger brother was not quite in college age yet, uh, we ended up having about a day and a half of just one-on-one -on -one time. Mm -hmm. And the the moment that i guess you could say gave me goosebumps or it was a it was a beautiful moment of life was you know teenagers part of their job is about is about healthy separation and healthy individuation it's as a parent it can be about feeling a bit of rejection feeling a bit of you know oh i i miss the closeness we used to have when you were younger and so it was one of these moments where where my daughter and I, where she really opened up with me and came closer to me to share some truth about things she was going through that mm -hmm. she had been kind of before that individuating about keeping to herself, you know? And so it was a moment where, where there was a, a kind of light at the end of the tunnel for me as a, as a parent who tends to be a connection junkie. I felt like, ah, oh, okay, it's okay. You know, we, we're always going to stay connected. And, and I got to give her to share some guidance about what she was sharing. And she was very, very open to it, which for me uh, was very mm. kind of healing to our relationship and calming to my, to my, um, the parts of me that really want to play my role as a guide. Mm. Wow. What a beautiful moment that you shared uh, with us, Michael. This is uh, great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so important to have these moments with our loved ones. So thank you for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Well, my pleasure. It's always uh, fun and fulfilling for me to share about this work because it really works and it's changed my life. I, I totally walk the talk with all of this. Uh, if I didn't, I'd be a stress bomb with all of the commitments I have. So yeah, I appreciate it. Lovely to spend time with you. Well, well thank you. It was my pleasure.
Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.